Hey everyone, it's Elsie from Chit Chat with E. Thank you for tuning in. I really do appreciate everyone that has been leaving me reviews and five-star ratings on podcasts and also calling me back to tell me that you really are excited about the next episode that's coming up. So yes, I'm having a great time doing this and I hope you are as well. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe so we can continue having Great conversations with myself, Elsie, from Chit Chat with E. Let's chit chat. So the other day, I stopped to get some air, right? And then I started saying to myself, this is crazy that we're paying for air to put air in my tire. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this world is so greedy that they're charging us for air. And it's kind of messed up if you think about it. Air should be free at a gas station. If you're stopping at a gas station and you're getting gas, you know what I'm saying? That should be sufficient. Air itself should be free. And if not, it should be at least 50 cents. I paid a dollar fifty just to put a little bit of air in my tire. Really, really crazy. And yes, I'm going to invest in one of those little machines. I just felt like it was weird. Then I started thinking about the Dr. Seuss movie that my daughter and I watched in 2012, The Lorax. And in that movie, the one thing that they did was they were singing and everything. My daughter and I kept repeating this because we kept rewinding it because it was so funny. When they say, you dirty dirtbag. And we would rewind it to see what they were saying to this guy. Because it it was kind of like a quick saying in in the movie when they were singing. And it was the water guy that, that said it to to the little villain that was in the movie. He said, you dirty dirtbag. And we would crack up. Every time we rewinded it, we were cracking up trying to figure out what he was saying to him. And we could, I couldn't believe that he would say that in a movie. <laughs> so we would crack up. But, you know, he is selling air. And it was really funny. You know, it was crazy. It was him selling air in bottles. You know what I mean? And he didn't want anyone to plant you know, he had it like all an exclusive closed in um, area of the of the world. And he didn't want them to plant because he didn't want them to know about air. So he was selling them air and trying to figure out how much more he could charge them for this air. It was crazy, 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 crazy. And this world is crazy because we do have, we do sell air. So Dr. Seuss was, well, not we. People, they do, there's a company that does sell air and it's sold in bottles and it's crazy. I think it's so crazy. Like I said, going to the gas station and getting air to me to have to pay for that. I think that's the craziest thing. And I tell you one thing, if we had no air, it would be just like this movie, the Lorax. It's sad. It's sad to say how greed is. Films are made for many purposes. I mean, they're made as a commercial product or they're made as entertainment. But this movie, this movie really showed us how the world thinks and how greed, how there's another level to greed. And by, by them selling the air that they breathe, it says a lot about how this world can be. And um, it's sad. It's sad. So I know I took the whole idea from just getting air, you know, and, you know, in my tire and paying a dollar fifty for it. But I'm just saying that's just the little part of it. You know what I mean? The idea that they paid for filtered air 
much like we pay for bottled water today. And, you know, then they got air delivered to their homes. You know, it was crazy. It was a crazy idea. And the, the, the villain's name was O'Hare. He had an O'Hare's company. And he had to maintain his company. So that's why he made sure he, he didn't want anyone to know the Lorax's story. And he made sure he closed everyone into this society. So they wouldn't know that the air there's air out there. And they can still breathe in air if they planted seeds and made trees. Because trees give out oxygen and they clean up the air and all that other stuff. So the natural air that they had was of poor quality because there were no trees. And this is what he sold this concept on. And, and, and he was the whole idea of greed. Very entertaining, I have to say. But it was sad to watch because in reality, you know, that's how people would think. Like if we had no air, you know, be ready to, you know, go through all this. It's crazy. It's crazy. I just thought I wanted to talk about this because I felt... I felt a certain kind of way when I was paying for that one, when I paid a dollar fifty for that air for my tire. And then I said, if I'm buying gas, why should I have to pay for some air at your gas station? It's just pure greed in my eyes. At, at one point, the gas station by my house was giving out free air. And I thought that was a good idea that they had that because you will always come in to get gas at that gas station. And because they have free air, it was a good uh, feeling, a good touch to come to their gas station. And then they're claiming that they have clean gas and all that stuff. So it really made a difference when I used to go there. I mean, it broke down. Now they don't have it anymore. But, you know, I just thought about that. Just want to say that. Aw, Steve Martin is so sweet. I was watching another article on, on Unilad. And it says Steve Martin refuses to watch any of Selena Gomez documentaries for a sweet reason. And he's... He really is a sweet guy. Uh, Ali Condon wrote this story about him. You know, she, she works alongside with Martin Short and Steve Martin. And it's called Only Murders in the Building. I, I'm sure I spoke about it. I love this show. Absolutely. I binged it. It was so much fun to watch. I can't wait till it starts again. It's like a series. It's really fun to watch. Um, her acting on the show is amazing. And, you know, so is Steve Martin, of of course. You know, he's a comedian. And Martin Sheen. And not Martin Sheen. And Martin um, Short. And, you know, these are the old-time comedians who are so much fun to watch. And their acting is amazing. And, and they, their movies are always so great and fun to watch. So she's alongside them. And Selena has grown into such a beautiful young woman. I just love watching her. I love her music. I love who she is. However, she has a dark side of her. That she's been, you know, she's sick and she goes through her ups and downs. So she decided to do a documentary, which is on Apple TV. Um, of course, I don't get any. They don't sponsor me. I don't sponsor them. But I'm just going to mention it. And it's called My Mind and Me. And Steve says, Steve Martin says, I can't come to watching it because I love her so much. Like he's saying she's such a great person and that he loves working beside her and that watching her. It, the documentary shows a lot of light to a lot of her sadness. So at one point in the heart-wrenching film, it says here, Selena recalls a time when she felt the world would be better if she wasn't there. She told cameras, I'm going to be very open with everybody about this. I've been to four treatment centers. I think when I started hitting my early 20s is when it started to get really dark, when I started to feel like I was not in control of what I was feeling, whether that was really great or really bad. 
Since then, Selena began seeing a psychiatrist who has taken her off all but two of her medications. So she's doing better. However, um, Steve, in the, in, the, in the view, he was talking about it. And, he, and they asked him, did you watch it? And he was like, I kind of resist because I feel parental um, toward her or friendly or something. And I know it's sad. Somehow, I just don't want to see her sad. You know, he, he, was, he came out on The View and they told him, did you see her documentary? And later on the interview, he added that he does plan to watch the documentary at some point, but he just needs to build up the courage first. Oh, I'm with him, you know. I don't like sad movies, as I mentioned before. I don't want to watch anything sad. I feel like life, we have so many moments that we're able to be sad and angry and all that stuff. I don't need to see that on TV. I don't. I don't need to see it on a big screen. I don't need to see none of that. If I'm already going through my own experiences or I watch my friends going through their own experiences, why do I need to watch it? It's not entertaining to me. I don't like sad movies. So I myself, I mean, I'm sure it's a great documentary. I myself don't want to watch it as well. So I'm with Steve on that one. I really, I love Selena and everything. And I, and I, and I, I'd rather see her in the, in the happy light than to see her in the sad light, which is, I know it's reality, but I'd rather just keep it like that because I have my own reality that I live in. I don't need to live in somebody else's reality. That's how I feel. And on that note, Steve Martin is, has announced that this might be his last role, Murders in the Building. And uh, uh, he said that um, he might retire after this. You know, he's, 70, he's turning 77 or he turned 77 and he's getting great reviews on Hulu. And he said that this might be his last role. So you know what? We're going to miss him because he's an absolutely fun guy to watch. And you know what? He should retire when he's able to retire. So good for him. Just want to say that. This story is crazy. I mean, I got it from Unilad.com. And, you know, I like to read articles on this website. And it was written by Anna Verdon. And the title of the story is Hospital Evacuated After 88-Year-Old Man Arrives with a World War One Bomb Lodged in Rectum. That, oh my god that's like what and you have to like repeat it in your head like what the hell and in the article it says the, doc the doctors were left shell-shocked after a man arrived at hospital with a world war one bomb stuck in his rectum the incident sparked a bomb scare and led the hospital it led to the hospital in france being partly evacuated after the 88 year old man came in for help an emergency occurred from 9 p.m to 11:30 p.m on saturday evening that required the intervention of bomb disposal personnel the evacuation of adult and pediatric emergencies as well as the diversion of incoming emergencies a spokesperson at hospital saint moose in toulon told rob ratton now this is crazy. They had to leave the hospital, okay, because he came in with this bomb up his ass. And then everybody just, like, evacuated, like, oh, my God, you know, this is going to explode. It's going to explode inside of him. You know, what are the, like, the odds of this happening? You know what I'm saying? It's so crazy. And they started doing, you know, the research that they had to do to make sure that this wasn't going to explode. And once they were cleared... Once they were cleared, when I tell you they have a picture of this freaking bomb, um, it was a bomb shell, actually. And they even say the size. Let me get the size of it. 
When bomb disposal experts arrived at the hospital, after examining the man, they determined that it was unlikely the artillery shell, which was eight inches long and more than two inches wide, would explode in the man. So they already knew because it was an old collector's item. So they reassured us by telling us that it was a collector's item from the First World War used by the French military. And, and that's what the, ho the hospital spokesperson said. Then it says, we had to manage the risk and reactive framework. When in doubt, we took all the precautions, which, I mean, that's great that they actually um, took all the precautions to leave the hospital. You don't know about these things. You know, if you're unfamiliar with any kind of a bombshell, whatever it is, the best thing for you to do is bounce, <laughs> bounce, leave. Do not hang around to find out what's going to happen. Um, once they had all the clear from the bomb experts, doctors began trying to remove the unusual object from the man's rear, which they, real, which they believed he inserted for sexual pleasure. Can you believe that he's 88 years old and still putting things up his behind for sexual pleasure? Woof. This, I mean, wow. He, I mean, 88 years old is good to know that you can still have sexual pleasure when you're 88 years old, you know? But they were dumbstruck at the object of choice with one doctor reportedly remarking an apple, a mango, or even a can of shaving foam were used to find these unusual objects inserted where they shouldn't be, but a shell? Never. <laughs> oh my God. Talk, uh, take, that is crazy. Uh, taking to the social media, many others were also in disbelief at the choice of object. I've heard of troops bringing the rear up, but this is too far. <laughs> the comments are always so funny to read. Uh, while other, others commented, he could have just used suppositories. Well, they melt, don't they melt? Others couldn't help but make light of the unusual situation with one user writing, guess he wanted to go with the bang. All right, all right. Uh, he was one far away from redefining what explosive diarrhea is, joked another. Okay, all right. It's not that funny anymore, guys. Um, let's see what another, another person even likened the situation to an ex episode of Grey's Anatomy while someone also suggested I would have given him lots of Taco Bell and stayed clear. After being unable to remove the bomb through initial examination, medics were forced to take the elderly patient into surgery. There, they cut open his abdomen to remove the unusual antique. Thankfully, according to the hospital, the man is now in good health and is expected to make a full recovery. Wow. That is some story. Yeah, that was really some story. I really don't like talking about this family. Um, I just, I feel like they have enough attention as it is. And my little podcast is not going to do anything for them. But I do want to say um, I'm very um, saddened by the divorce of Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. I mean, it probably is for the better, but I, you know, I never like to hear about people getting divorces because that means breaking of families, separation of children and things like that. And of course, money, you know, money always causes the big financial woe. And another thing that Kanye West has done, he was suspended from Twitter after he tweeted an image of a swastika inside the Star of David. Elon Musk, who is now the new owner, said the post violated the platform's rule against inciting violence 
and the tweet was deleted shortly before Wes's account was shut down. Uh, Ellen said he tried with um, Kanye West, but he no longer can uh, continue allowing him to do that. So, yeah, Kanye, another one has uh, let you go. And you're losing money. I don't want to say he's losing money by doing all of these things. I'm not understanding. You know, I know he has his ideas and he's a smart guy. But I'm not understanding why he's... Um, now he has to pay $200,000 in child support. So he needs to really tippy-toe on some of the things that he's doing. Because he's losing... He himself said that I think he lost like billions of dollars. Uh, because he did that whole White Lives Matter thing. So... It's kind of weird that he wants to continue um, going downhill with his career. And also, I think that his Christian stuff that he does, like his songs and stuff like that that he does, that's a beautiful thing. And I think he should probably uh, push on to that and continue on that route. Um, I mean, it's none of my business. I mean, that's his life. But I'm just saying, you know, because he does, he is bipolar and he does go through stuff. So, you know, sometimes mental illness gets the best of you and i hope i wish him the best always i always do wish him the best or anyone like him i wish him the i wish them the best because you know we all know that if we're not mentally stable we do crazy shit and we act crazy and we do crazy things so we we need to always pay attention to that because that's the main source of us living our mentality that is what fuels us and we need to be stable in order to survive. Now, you guys know I don't like talking about politics on my show because of certain things that come attached to it. However, this is messed up. This is something that I have to say. It probably isn't. It's, it's about politics, but it, in the end of the day, it's really about being a woman. I got this from CNN, but I saw plenty of stories about it. But I decided to use the CNN article. And it's titled, More Migrants Dropped Off Outside Vice President's Home in Freezing Weather on Christmas Eve. And the story was written by Noah Gray. It's about immigrants being dropped off in front of Vice President Kamala Harris' residence in Washington, D.C. on Christmas Eve. And yes, it's 18 degrees weather. And the people were, some of them came in t-shirts. These are immigrants that are coming in to America. And, you know, usually they find them a safe haven place where they can stay. In the meantime, because of this new administration and the new vote and all these things that happen. But dropping them off in front of her residence, that's certainly not cool. It is not nice. You know, drop them off by shelters. That's they could have done. But instead, they dropped them right in front of her house. Like, here, go ahead. Here you go. You wanted to vote? Here you go. But I don't think it's because, because of her choices. I think it's because she's a woman that they have the audacity to do this to her. It shows how women are treated, especially women of color. Because they wouldn't do this to Mrs. Bush. They wouldn't do this to Mrs. Clinton. They wouldn't do this to her. But they did this to her to Kamala because they felt like, you know what? You want to be vice president? You're a woman. You're a woman of color. Here you go. It's like a dig. 
And to me, I feel like, you know, like I said, I don't like to put politics on my thing. So this is not really about the politics and the choices. This is about women in my in my eyes, them doing this, putting them right in front of her house. It's messed up. According to Fisher, who told the CNN the buses were supposed to go to New York, but were diverted to D.C. due to the weather, busloads of migrants have been arriving in Washington weekly since April. Samu first response, a nonprofit that has been assisting migrants since the buses began coming to Washington earlier this year, was also on the ground Saturday night helping arrivals. People from uh, Ecuador, Cuba, Nicaragua, Venezuela, Peru, and Colombia. The D.C. community has been welcoming the buses from Texas anytime they've come since April. Christmas Eve and freezing cold weather is no different, Fisher said. We're always here welcoming folks with open arms. It's not clear who is responsible for sending the migrants to the Naval Observatory where the vice president's residence is located. Though CNN reported earlier this year that Texas Governor Greg Abbott has sent buses of migrants north, including to a location outside Harris's home. CNN has reached out to Abbott's office for comment on the latest arrivals. The White House, however, put the blame on the Texas governor, calling it a cruel, dangerous, and shameful stunt. Governor Abbott abandoned children on the side of the road in below freezing temperatures on Christmas Eve without coordinating with any federal or local authorities, White House spokesperson Abdullah Hassan said in a statement. As we have repeatedly said, we are willing to work with anyone, Republican or, or Democrat alike, on real solutions like the comprehensive immigration reform and border security measures President Biden sent to Congress on his first day in office. But these political games accomplish nothing and only put lives in danger, Hassan said. Abbott is one of at least three Republican governors who have taken credit for busing or flying migrants north this year to protest to protest the Biden administration's immigration policies. He previously confirmed in September that his state has sent the buses to Harris residents at that time. Okay, you're going to send them, but take them to the shelters where, where they're going to be housed. You don't take them to the, the lady's house. That's where she lives. God forbid anything. You know, I mean, I know she, they, like people say, oh, she has money. She could just, you know, go somewhere else and, you know, while they're doing that. But still, that is not the way to go. That is not bringing this freaking world together. That's just spreading hate. And you know what? It's so sad to even, like, this is crazy. This is crazy. And the immigrants, they don't know. Like, they're, they're trying to get to, you know, a safe place. And you're putting them in an unsafe place. What if people come out of nowhere and decide that they want to act crazy on them? You're like, come on. And it's freezing on top of that. So you, you, you're just helping them get sick. You know what I mean? Like it's, and, and it's just because you feel like throwing the dig into this, onto this woman's porch. That's, that's what they feel like doing. And because I guess it's probably closer to the home when they leave them on the sidewalk. That's really effed up. They, like they need to rethink. Like, people need to rethink who they're putting in, in office. They really do. Because, you know, these are human beings on top of that that you were talking about. You know, this is not like a little puppy that you're leaving in front of, in front of somebody's door. Which, uh, again, is something important to me. But I'm just saying, this is crazy. And it's also so dangerous. Like, how the hell? Why would you do that? Like, that's, I don't know. I, I think taking them to a shelter or... Like the spokesperson said, work with people, you know, like before you start dropping people off, work with people, 
Jesus. It's like, you know, it's like somebody that doesn't want something in their house and they want to, oh, okay, out you go, out you go, let's go, I'm going to get you somewhere. Horrible, horrible. And, 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 and on top of that, this could be also making them homeless because if they see the situation, they're going to be like, you know what, you know, this is not for me. And they become homeless and it just adds more homelessness into this world. It's just not nice. The people are being treated like um, like cattle. It's not nice. And, and it's not the way to go. That I have to say. I mean, like I said, I don't talk about politics. But I'm just saying, this whole game that, they, that, that has been played in this thing is not funny. Let me tell you, it is so funny. Um, I love Dolly Parton. I, I've always loved her. I watch all of her old movies and... I find her to be so amazing. She's an amazing person. And the funny part about Dolly is she was on she she was on Jimmy Fallon's talk show and she started telling a story and her story was about um she said she went to breakfast one time and she wasn't you know they were eating she was with her family or her friends whatever she said and she said that she was at breakfast and that an older guy was sitting across the way and he went, he left before her and that he went to the cashier and he said, she's paying for it. But she didn't know. So she went to the cashier and when she was ready to pay, she goes, oh, you're going to pay for the senior that was here before. And she said, I never agreed to that, but I'll pay it. It's okay. So then as they were leaving, the guy was outside and she was like, sir, she told him, sir, I would have paid for your, I would have happily paid for your food if you would have told me about it. And she said that the guy started hitting her with his cane. Right. And she said that it hurt. She said he started hitting me and with my cane and started hitting my chest and everything with my cane. And she said it hurt. And she goes, and ever since then, the lumps never went down. <laughs> she was talking about her chest because, you know, she has a big chest. <laughs> it was so funny. Jimmy was cracking up. She goes, gotcha. <laughs> it was hilarious. For her, I mean, she's so sweet when she says her story. So that was really a fun time to, you know, fun time to listen to. And and I just thought it was funny. I wanted to tell you guys. <laughs> well, everyone, this is the conclusion of my show. Thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And DM me on my Chit Chat with E so we can discuss any future conversations that you would like me to talk about. And um, thanks again. Don't forget to go on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other platforms to share your ratings and your comments. Thanks. Until next time. Ciao.